This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. How are you guys doing tonight? This is uh, Friday the 13th, December, Friday the 13th. And I have my Friday the 13th crew with me tonight. Say hey, guys. Hey. And my Friday the 13th crew, we're missing some folks tonight. We're missing uh, Rachel Lee and we're missing Miss Laura Meacham. who we are going to miss tremendously. Uh, But we have Miss Ingrid with us who is taking Miss Laura's place. And we have Rachel's husband, Mark. So it's like Rachel is still here with us. So So we we love that. Rachel is still here with us. And and Miss Laura is here in spirit. Uh, yeah. so, so, guys, how has your Friday the 13th been? Well, um, it has gotten better since I got with y'all. <laughs> I tell you what, Fridays are my favorite days, guys. Fridays is my yeah. favorite day. I love, love, love doing these podcasts. I love I it. And I'm so thankful that you uh, had me on, especially with uh, Friday the 13th, which is something that, you know, holds dear to my heart. Yes. Uh You know, last week. I enjoy listening to y'all when you do the Friday the 13th. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. Now, you know, last week, right, I I was doing Hereditary. And I had um, told um, Allison. Um, I said, if you are a child of the 80s, you probably, your first scary movie was probably a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But you know what? Uh, I, I would say you it would probably be um, a Friday the 13th movie as well because both right. were in the 80s. You know, and both, if you ask me, Friday the 13th is a lot tamer than, say, The Evil Dead. You know, so right. the Evil Dead <laughs> yeah. is not going to be your first scary movie, especially if you're trying to ease into scary movies. You're gonna either watch Nightmare on Elm Street or you're gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth. Right. right. Yep. Hey, I'm eighty-four. I want to put that out there. I am nineteen eighty. <laughs> oh, and guess what? I found out, Mark. The first Friday the 13th, not only did it release in May of 1980, it, it released on my birthday, yeah. May 1st, 1980. Right. Wow. It released wow. on my birthday. 
May 1st, 1980. You have everything released on your birthday, even even coming up with doing the Texas Sprite there weekend on your birthday. Almost like you were called to this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now tonight we are talking about Friday the 13th part 7. Which is one of my favorite ones. My new blood is good. I love new blood. Anybody who's a true Friday the 13th fan, this is their favorite. Yes. Yes. And my, my, um, see, my list goes part four, part seven, and part eight. And then Jason goes to hell. Oh, that one is a. Yes, I think that is a very misunderstood. It is. Um, you know, the, the, the concept of it, you know, makes you think, you know, being down there and having to deal. Well, he, he was always reanimated anyway, you know. Yeah. There was always one way or another. Like he never, you know, he never dies or. When he's placed down somewhere, you know, electricity from a lightning bolt that comes down, you know, and hits the pole, and he's alive again. It's immersed in water, and he's alive again because of, uh, you know, something supernatural happens. Well, yeah, uh, you know, uh, that's with this one. You know, in part seven, Tina kind of... Uh, resurrects him, you know, inadvertently because she yes, because she's trying to you know, resurrect her father and, uh, right. uh, you know, Friday the 13th was released um, in 1988 and it stars uh, Laura Park Lincoln and Kevin uh, Spiritus, or I mean, I'm sorry Kevin Blair, I think that's his name, Kevin Blair uh-huh. And uh, Terry Kaiser, you know, and um, now I know um, Terry Kaiser is cool. He played a good villain. He played a good villain. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I don't. He, ooh, he was the one that I did not like at all. I had no respect for the man. Uh, well, you know. You, you kind of felt for him at the, you know, at the beginning, but after you realized what he was about, right, right, you were kind of rooting for him to die. And you know what? Right. In his ultimate death. Yes. <laughs> I think everybody was waiting for that one. Well, guys, I'm going to get into some questions here. Uh, what was your favorite part? Uh, um, uh, Mark, we'll go with you first. What was your favorite part of um, Friday the 13th, part 7? Honestly, uh, when Tina first got uh, invited over to uh, the neighboring house. Oh, yeah. actually introduced, you know, all the characters at once. Right. And it kind of set the stage to maybe you might feel sorry for him. Maybe you won't. Right. You don't uh, know. 
in the beginning. If you're this far in the Friday the 13th series, then, you know, you know their ultimate fate. Right. It gives you an opportunity to, uh, you know, root for who you're wanting to root for. Right. And... Um, Miss Ingrid, we're going to get to you in a minute, but um, what I really love about part seven is the um, the diversity, actually, in this movie. And uh, I love how, you know, there were lots uh, more characters for you to, um, you know, for you to, you, you pick, you know, uh, you pick who you're, you know, who you're going to like and who you're going to dislike, you know, because there's so many c- characters to choose from. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that I loved about this one and part eight, actually, because part eight was the same thing. It has so many characters that you can either like or love. Right, right. So, well, Miss Ingrid, what was your favorite part? Well, I think like like what um, Mark would say, the beginning, like you said, getting to know who everybody is, and you know, you. I mean, I I didn't think about the fact that you know, uh, like you said, set the stage for it, mm-hmm. but. Um, I felt that knowing the characters themselves, you know, and knowing whether, you know, how everything was going to go, it could have went one way or another, but it kind of told you who was matched with whom, you know, and uh, it told you the, the, the prequel itself, to me, set up everything getting the understanding about the young um the young uh what's his name? Corey oh, sorry. Sorry, um, the young Jarvis. Tommy oh Tommy Jarvis. Jarvis, yeah. Yeah, how he's uh, how Jason and him battled, you know, and that started at the beginning of the movie just showing you, you know, how Oh yeah, the narration. Started. Yeah. Right. So he was an arch nemesis to to Jason, you know, and that's what got me into it even more, knowing that he was the one that was able to actually make Jason die in that water, you know, with that chain and everything. So around his neck and the fire and boat, and, you know, it, it, it just drew me in wanting to know more about the new characters that were coming into play, you know. So I think that would be about, that would be about how I would feel about the beginning of the movie, you know. And So that's um, like your favorite part. Yeah, I can, I can. I, they had, um, what is his name, uh, Walt Gorney. He played in part one. And part two. two. Mm -hmm. Crazy Ralph. (laughs) Crazy Ralph. um, 
he's the one that narrated after he played the crazy Ralph. Yes. Remember crazy Ralph? Yes, we touched and, on that actually, Mark. We touched on that on uh well we did part four the podcast. Yes. I love Walt Gorney. And he came back to narrate uh, the opening to part seven. Yeah. Just, uh, summing up the, the entire movies up until that point. Right, right. So him narrating, I found that really interesting, you know. And he, uh, then he did it in 80, and then in 81, he, that's when he returned as the voice narrator. Yeah. So... You know, his voice was something else. <laughs> Explaining the uh the different time frames and everything, uh Jason and how it occurred, how he occurred, you know, he just his voice just sounds so soothing. You know, I don't maybe I sound crazy like that, but yeah. So that's about my part in it. Well, let me tell you, my favorite part is actually when uh, Maddie um, uh, makes herself over after Robin tells her, oh, they, uh, you're not David's type. You need a little touch of work stuff uh, first. And she said, <laughs> and Maddie said, okay, I'll show you. And she went and made herself over and stuff. She looks so cute. Yes, she did. <laughs> She made herself up to get killed. Right. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I'm telling you. But that was my girl, though. Maddie was my girl. Well, uh, what was your least favorite part? Miss Ingrid, what was your least favorite part? My least favorite part? Yes, ma'am. Well... I'm going back to the doctor because he used uh, Tina's mother to protect himself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did not like that at all. You, you're going to use somebody's mother in order for you to right, to shield and, himself. And yeah. To, to me, that's, that's being, uh, that shows you the type of. Uh, yeah, that's as evil as you can get. Character. Right, right. Using using her, I I really that hurt me when he did that. That oh that yeah, really hurt me. You know that you trying to use Tina, trying to get her what her power, and she was clairvoyant to me. Right, yeah, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have just just the um telekinesis. You know, exactly, so. exactly. So that was my. Well, Mark, what's your one. least favorite part? If you have uh, one. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it's a a part, but uh, I actually don't like the the timeline. I mean, uh, when you get past the you know the the intro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you show. You know, they show Jason down in there in the water, and the next thing you know, uh, Tina is, you know, sorry to say, killing her father at the beginning. And uh, I'm like, 
what's the timeline in this? Because I, I'm one of the people that are looking at the the cars, the the hairstyles, the everything. Right. I'm like, you're right. Yep. This, this and I actually was just thinking that the last time I watched it. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, I don't understand the timeline on that. Right. And how far away from future. this is How far in the six. future right. is this? Yeah. You know, because they set you up to think that, you know, it's, you know, uh, several years later, just to find out it's taking place in the same, the same area. Right. 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 And so it didn't add up. You're right about that, Mark. It did not add up at all. And that's always been a part seven has always been my favorite, but that will always be a beef with me. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. Uh-uh. Uh, right. no, I, I thought, matter of fact, because uh, the last time I watched it was um, yesterday because I, I've been so busy today. So yesterday yeah. uh, was the last time that I watched it. And, you know, I've been watching it all this week, you know, getting ready for the podcast. Right. Yeah. Getting ready for my listeners, all of you guys, guys to, you know, uh, you know, I was making notes and stuff. And uh, right. so... <laughs> So, and as I was the last time I watched it, I was like, well, you know, I really don't get the timeline here. I really don't get if this is uh, supposed to be right after part six or uh, in the future after part six. I didn't know. And and I was thinking, you know, uh, like when uh, Tina and her mother were driving up to you know, Camp Crystal Lake, and you get that shot of their car, I'm thinking, back to the future. Somewhere in the, in, in, you know, in the distant future, because of the way they set it up at the beginning, you know, they showed Jason still down in the lake. Right, and they, yes, showed, they did. Yep. Her mom and dad, her dad hits her mom, you know, you know how the story goes. Right. Right. We're looking at several years later. Yeah. Right. Like, because, you know, so she was a child when that happened. And then all of a sudden, she's point? a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not necessarily a part, but that. Right. Well, that's part of the movie. So, <laughs> well, yeah. my least favorite part is, you know, well, and I gotta say it again, you know, you know, I love Maddie's transformation, but I hated the fact that Jason had to kill her after she went through all of that trouble <laughs> trying to beautify herself yeah. up. You know, I, I hated that. That was my least favorite part. And there are a lot of to choose from. Believe me. Like, you know, like you yeah. said, Miss Ingrid, you know, Tina's mother died because that man was a coward and he shielded himself. But Maddie's death was, uh, that was heartbreaking for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, here she, she just made herself up and she wanted to show Robin and whoever else did that didn't, that did not believe that she was beautiful. She wanted to show right. them. 
you know, and, and she did. She showed them, but then she had to die. <laughs> yeah, that, and it was too soon. It was too soon. You know, Herb, she was just looking for her earring. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> give a girl but, a but can we just give it up for Kane Hodder for, for taking on Jason? Oh my gosh, yeah. he did so good. Is the best season, I will say this on air right now. I don't really care who's listening. He is the best Jason. Always was the best Jason. He is. Always will be. Yes. Thank you. All right. That's all. And he put his way. heart and soul into the character. You know, I was just More watching. Um, I was just watching his documentary. His documentary is on Tubi. Guys, if you ever want to watch it, it's oh, on. It's on his documentary. I wanted to watch that for so long. It's on Tubi, and I just got done watching it not too long ago. And uh, and mm-hmm. and he said that you know uh, this was such an iconic character. They so he, he wanted iconic. to so he wanted to you know you know he wanted to bring justice to it, and he really did. Yes, yeah. he did. You tell by his, his bodily mannerisms and everything. Yes, yes. And, and to me, he embodied who Jason was because Jason Voorhees, by all accounts, he was angry. You know, he he had watched yeah. his mother get killed. And then it seemed like year after year after year, these kids came back, you know, to his woods bothering him you know and, and i feel kind of feel yeah. like rachel uh remember when rachel said that you know she liked jason in part four because you know she's like you know he just wanted to be left alone and that's how i feel too especially in this one because if you guys see if you guys uh pay attention in this one he's a lot angrier it's like he's yeah. like you know what i'm so sick of you gd kids Get away. Like, 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 let me do the bag thing. When, when you think of Jason, when you hear the word Jason, you automatically think of the way Jason looked in part seven. Right. I know that for a fact. I know that's what y'all always think. Mm -hmm. I believe it. He yeah. was. I, yes, sir. I, ooh, I always like think of it. <laughs> yeah. If uh, and let's if you uh, if you ever feel mad for uh, or for uh, I'm sorry, feel bad for Maddie, watch My Mom's a Werewolf. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. I said never... from a non-home street. Huh? <laughs> you know. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh my gosh, yes. And I thought she looked familiar. I looked her up and I was like, she looks familiar. Let me let me look her up. So I looked her up and then it says she was on My Mom's A World. I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I used to love that movie. No wonder where, I, I, that's where I saw her from. Yeah. Right. So it's a nightmare on Elm Street. I, you know, honestly, I'm going to say I, I've never seen that movie before. So I'm going to be honest about that. So my mother is a werewolf. 
Is that what it's called? Yes. I'm a, oh, my mom's a werewolf. My mom's a werewolf. I've seen the name. Believe it or not, I have a huge list of movies that I want to watch, but it's you not like I can. Yeah, you have to watch that. Uh huh. So I, I think I won't view that one. Even when I was six years old, I was already thinking, okay, this is when uh, Freddie meets Jason. Oh, <laughs> I love that one. That one with the crossover was like. <laughs> Woo. You know what? My fiance hates it. <laughs> My fiance hates Freddy versus Jason. He said him and his date actually uh, walked out in the middle of it when they. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I will say, uh, even though I'm, you know, I guess you could say a master of horror, the. Freddy versus Jason was actually the first movie I or scary movie I saw in theaters. Really? Wow. Yes. Oh Get my out. gosh. Get out. Oh, I have seen <laughs> so many in the in the movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay. Who is your favorite character, guys? Okay, Mark, we'll start with you first. Who is your favorite character? Honestly? Uh-huh. Oh, I know who mine is. I actually like Robin the most. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Because she was a girl. Her best friend was Maddie. And it was kind of like her... I don't know, uh, trying to find herself. But yeah. Ryan uh, waited too late in life, if you know her uh, her ultimate demise. Right. <laughs> That's sad. It, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I say her. And on top of that, uh, I be, I've been a fan of her since uh, Silent Night, Dead Night Part 2. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, yeah. But set that aside, I would, I would say, you know, uh, she deserved better. Yeah. Yeah. She was just, you know, finding herself, and you know, which is when she wanted to go smoke, uh, you know, with David. Right. Right. And I think that's what Maddie was going to. So I ain't just saying, yeah. They both were trying to find themselves. Uh, but it was a, you know, too little, too late. Oh, my goodness. Well, Miss Ingrid, who was your favorite character? Really, it was the leading actor. Uh, Nick? Yeah, Nick. Yeah, that's my favorite character, too. I actually jotted that down in my notes. (laughs) Yeah, I have it here, but I'm like, I should have brought up in alphabetical order. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he was one of the leads. In the movies, along with um, Lark Park Lincoln, yep, and um, 
he he was like her protector. Well, he liked her anyway. You could tell. Yeah. You know, when he helped her pick up her unmentionables and things, and <laughs> you know, put them back into the suitcase and everything. Yes. You know, he was he was like trying to get her to notice him. You know? Right. And you could tell. She she had a little inkling, you know. You could tell by the way they looked at each other, and you know, in the eyes and stuff. And uh, poor Tina, she's you know, always got to be the one to get picked on. Um, right, it feels like me when I was in school and everything. But he, Nick, really did. I think he was like instantly in love with her. You know, well, that's what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. You know, and the thing, he would always look to help her out, even if he knows his friends or making fun of her, you know, calling her all kinds of different names, you know, like, uh, uh, what's her name, Melissa? Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, she was the one that missed home wrecker as I called her, you know, <laughs> trying, you know, all her little wicked little ways, you know, she was snooty, you know, her dad gave her all the curls and all that stuff, you know, oh. and it, 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 she, I just, you know, so with Nick and with Tina, that was my, he, you know, he was my favorite character. And you it know, was mine as well. Melissa's uh, hair reminded me of the, uh, you know, the little brush that the barber used to dust your neck out. With. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Y'all know I'm right. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> But you know what? That was some good acting on uh, Kevin Blair's and Laura Park Lincoln's part. Because um, right. if, if you um, watch the commentary, Laura Park Lincoln, she mentions how her and Kevin could not stand each other. Right. Yeah. Right. They could not stand each other, she said. And, uh, and she said they're friends now, but back then they argue they rarely agreed on anything and you know it, there was just a lot of back and forth so yeah th that was some good acting because um they yeah. did seem to really like each other you know in the movie yeah, they did. so they that did. was some good acting okay guys yeah. who is your least favorite character okay okay so i don't know we might all agree on the least favorite character. So on the count of three, I want you to uh, just blurt it out. Okay? We're going to blurt it out together. Okay? One, right. two, three. Robin. 
<laughs> okay, okay, Mark, who did you say? Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> and who did you say, Miss Ingrid? about it okay i was like okay there are a lot of uh there are two or three characters that i just really do not like okay there was dr cruz and there was melissa and there was robin now see and i know you like robin mark but i didn't like robin i didn't like how she talked down to me she kind of talked down to maddie you know yeah she did yeah i mean I can see that. It's like, you know, she's playing uh, Judas. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to understand, too, you know, if the opportunity arises, uh, would you get your best friend? Well, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. If we're being win. honest, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, you know. Yeah. It's not right. just funny either. It was just, you know. Just like, I liked her. I yeah. really you, you, you liked her, huh? I, I do too. Hey, I, 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 I honestly, hey, I, I understand. And I will say that her death. And the theatrical version was so much better than the uh, the original cut. Yeah. 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 Just her getting stabbed. Oh, and I have the uh, work print of part seven as well. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, there is so much more. I'll, I'll uh, send both of y'all a copy if y'all want it. Yeah. That yeah. sounds good. I like that. She was originally thrown out the window. She was just stabbed. In yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I would say that's one of those uh, rare opportunities. Uh, the theatrical version being better uh-huh. than the book. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That, that's something. And then she got thrown out of a window when she got thrown out. She didn't really go that far. So to me, it didn't make sense because you could still get up and walk away from that. You know, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You have, to, you have to look at it real closely. You have to look at the way she landed. She broke her face and her neck. Oh, okay. okay that yeah. makes sense. You're, You're you know, right. Magical, uh, as far as uh, the detail that the movie makers were doing, was they uh-huh. made her human land a, a certain way. Right. Yeah. To where yeah. she could not survive. Where her head was at a tilt. 
Her her left hand was kind of elbowed up. Her uh-huh. right hand was out to the to the you know just out straight. So she broke her face and her neck. And I, I don't know. If you know, yeah, like and then uh, the force. But that was something that would actually have caused her to die all the same. Yeah. That's something I right. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. Like I said. Well, you put it that I, way. It does make you, sense. Well, watching it over and over again, eventually you do see things that you normally didn't see from the first time each time. You watch it. Right. There's you see something, something always different. You, yeah, that, that you missed. You know, what is so magical about the Friday the 13th series is that you can point out all those little mistakes there. Yeah. They're not mistakes. And if you actually watch them from a critic's point of view, you will see that those people will actually have died regardless of. Oh, yeah. How they fell, or yeah. you know, whatever. Who was? Wait a minute. I'm trying to remember. It was when he met, he killed. Um, let's see who. What kill number was he? I think it was Russell. I believe. The one that got his heart ripped out at the same time, along with his, uh, with Jason. No, the axes in the face. Huh? Russell got the axes through the face. Through the face, Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like he got a two for one, you know. That, you know, when I seen him, you know, with the hand, I think that was the second time when I watched it. You know, because at first I looked at it and I was like, did he just pull his heart out at at the same time that he was, you know, like you said, Mark said, you know, the act. And I'm like, he did. I said, he pulled his heart out at the same time, you know. And, um, it's funny you you mention that because that was going to be my next question. Like, you know, what was your, uh, favorite um, creative death. Because most of these deaths are creative. Yeah, but I, I tell are. you, my favorite creative yeah. death in, the, in part mm-hmm. seven was Michael's uh, death. Uh, he that, he was the first guy right. to get it after uh, Jason yeah. woke up. He was number one on the list. Yeah, yep. Number he, two. Yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. He killed his girlfriend first. Jason killed his girlfriend first, and then he killed him. And his death yeah. was actually so creative. Yeah, because you know you yeah. have uh, you know Jason. I think he threw something first, right? He threw something and uh-huh. it, it stuck him in the back. It threw the Michael's back, and yes. then like 
picked him up on it and made it shove all the way through and then threw him into the tree. Yep. Oh, you like okay. shoved him off of it. Yeah, yeah. So that to me must, was a very creative death. Very creative kill. Okay. No, no. So you would think that with uh, Jane, when she got thrown up with the with the uh, sleeping bag. It's, it's oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, that, that was like, I couldn't believe that. I'm like, all he did was just take and snag it. And a little bit of trivia about that one with Kane Potter, he got pretty pissed off about um, what the dummy that was inside of the sleeping bag. And how many takes that he had to do in order to Oh, get yeah. Right. He said it was pretty heavy. Yeah. It hurt against a tree multiple times. Yeah. yeah. One shot to make it with the uh, theatrical version. But uh-huh. uh, actually uh, three times. Three times. Oh. Yes. Because to make the way they made it look when she was in this one, he threw her so hard that he hit her one time, and then that was it. And he threw her down on the ground. The theatrical version. Now, the work print is another story. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of things that got cut. Oh, yeah. And that was actually going to be one of my fun facts, is that... this movie was supposed to actually be, um, uh, there was a lot of things cut, you know, because it was going to be um, uh, bloody. It was supposed to be more bloody right. than it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought it been more bloody, too. The MPA oh. uh, kept making them censor this and since that and since uh-huh. more and more until we finally came out with the final cut, which I'm not sorry about. I mean, it's still a great movie. Oh, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. So much more that back in its day would it hit for an X rate. Right. Right. And yeah. now, everything that they wanted to cut out now, they would leave in the movie today. in that. Uh, 
especially when you're dealing with uh, either low-budget movies or uh, a sequel that maybe somebody may or may not care about. You know, yeah. that for the for the best effects. Yeah, and, I agree. And, because when somebody puts their heart and soul into a movie, that's what makes it great. True. That's right. They, 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 they say that you know, you know, you're, you know, when you put your heart and soul in something like say food, it tastes better. Yeah, that's it true. Really yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a, you know, a, a chain that made it. Opposed to you and your household, right? You and your household will automatically taste better. True, right? Because yeah. you put your heart and soul into making it. Right. It's, not about, it's not about the money. It's not about the you know, you know, whatever else. It's it's about the your dedication. And that's what they see. And that's what they feel. And and that's exactly what we feel, uh, you know, with Kane Hodder. Because with Kane Hodder, he actually wanted, uh, he knew that this was his first time playing Jason. And, you know, he only had had one chance to to make the audience either love him or hate him. Yeah, you know, he did, like I said, he did such a great job that anybody that even hears the word Jason automatically thinks of the way he looks. It's not just because of the makeup, it's because of the way he presented himself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the way he carried himself. It's the, it, you know, he is such a talented actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes you feel his part. I, I, and and this is hard for me to do. Like, seriously, but I put him up there with competition with Tony Todd. Right. Oh yeah. yeah Tony Todd. Oh yeah. He Tony is Todd. a magnificent actor. And yes, yes, he is. He is. And if you know me and my family, and when when we put somebody up there, you know, side to side with Tony Todd, you know, that that actually says a lot. It does because Tony uh, Todd actually has to not only portray his character, but he has to do it in his facial expressions as well, mm-hmm. right? You know, whereas uh, Kane Hodder kind of had a easy outlet with the uh, with the hockey mask and uh, and the prosthetics that was applied to him with the under mask or the right. hoodie, the uh, yeah. we call it. But when we put somebody up there with Todd, game's over. Mm-hmm. And that is, got that right. That is. And that is somebody, you know, that that says a lot. That says a lot about his performance. Yes. And and I'll tell you what, um, I learned um, on uh, his documentary um, today that um, he he never took an acting class. No, he didn't. No, no, no. 
They got they hired up all the people in the physical build. Right. The way, the way his, you know, I, I don't, all I know is that when he stops, he's not talking, he's not saying anything, but the way that he did his part, the presence, you could feel, that's all you needed to do with him was yeah. to feel his part, you know, and the way that he would walk, you know, the way he, he would make the certain body of uh, motion, you know, he, he, he would make me like, uh, oh, I'm running. I'm running. Oh, I'm yeah. Gone. But even if I'm you running. ran, though, he would still catch you, you know. That's right. You're 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 running didn't save you. And, and nope, that's not thing, at all. <laughs> that I liked about Part Seven is that opened up the window of the the whole stalker. Right. I mean, you know. I mean, it. It, it, it doesn't matter what you did, where you know how fast you ran or where you ran to. You know what? He was going to get you. Yeah, yes. Was, his eyes on you, then you're yeah. done. Yep. But he it. said, yeah. like you just said, Mark, when he said his si- sights on you, oh, you're out of there. You're out of there. I'm gone. <laughs> you know what? If, if, if they had cell phones back then, I would already call my family and said, you know what? I love you. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I would, I, would, I would already said my goodbyes. <laughs> you know, and I would already said my fate. But you know what the beauty of it is, is that they didn't have that back then. Right. right. And so I have to verbally say God. You actually felt their moments. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, like, well, you're oh surrounded God, by, by oh, no, nothing but woods. That's scary yeah. in itself. Yeah, it is. You know, as, as beautiful as it is, because Mark, I know you live by a bunch of woods, and it it's beautiful, but it's also scary. Yeah. <laughs> I love the woods. You know, because of Jason, I wasn't able to go out into the woods by myself. Throughout my entire childhood, you know, my entire childhood. <laughs> wow. I can understand that. that. <laughs> I actually was able to go out, you know, out when I was 16. Uh. And I actually took my dog and my machete. You know, yeah, I would have been no match for a little Walmart machete. Right. <laughs> my dog would have been gone. Right. <laughs> and I just thought about that tonight. I'm so glad I didn't think about that back then. <laughs> <laughs> did you know how shiny, did you notice how shiny that Michael's machete was? He went out to go get some, uh, some wood. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was Dan. Yeah, that was Dan. That was Dan. Yeah, when he put his hand through his back, came out. Right oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Work it, 
footprint uh, version. Uh, he reached, uh, reached through his back and came out with the part. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that was Dan. Yeah, back. He dropped dead, but of course the MP double A. Yeah, they did not want that know, part at all. <laughs> they would use it today. <laughs> if Friday the Thirteenth was to, if that Friday the Thirteenth, Part Seven, was made today, everything that they cut out back then would be would be be totally okay now. Yeah. Double A will be saying, "Is that it?" Right. <laughs> You're right. Okay, I was really, uh, you know, I thought this, you know, this was a PG-13, but you know, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, okay. So I have a funny question for you guys. Okay. 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 What did you guys think? What did you guys think about Ben and Kate? Because mm. I have, <laughs> they oh, were I the funny. I, I I couldn't I couldn't uh I couldn't Not tell enough. if they were supposed to be the comic relief or what right. because they were funny to me. I mean, I'm like Kate. Kate was mad at Ben for lying to her and everything like that, but then like. Literally two scenes later, they're in the van rocking it. Yeah, yes. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh! I don't know whether to laugh at you guys or be mad at you guys or what. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe uh, uh, chauvinistic on my part, but I actually felt Ben. I didn't really care for uh, Kate. <laughs> really. Did yes. you think she was? Did you think she was kind of like? Uh, I didn't think that she had enough time on the screen for me to uh, evaluate her sympathy for her. But Ben, yeah. on the other yeah, I actually felt bad. Yeah, he was he was somebody he was trying to. Uh, do right by his girlfriend while trying to uh, maintain his standard with his best friend. Right. Uh, which is Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Ben, tell me more about Long Guard. Uh, right. And I couldn't understand. Now, now see, and that's what I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand why she was mad at him. Yeah. Because he ditched her to go out with Eddie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You remember the breakfast scene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why I said, yeah, tell, tell me more about Thorne Gomer. And she like moved out and didn't forgive him. But you know, I think whether you're male or female, 
You've actually been married. I mean, you ditched your better half, go out with your best friend. Oh, right. right. But, you know, Kate just kind of seemed to me like a jealous, I guess. Yeah, Uh, that's what I got, too. That's what I got from her. Yeah, but when, you know, and, and the look on Ben's face, you said mark she didn't have that screen time they kind of gave it to ben and you know what that that that's not so uh, no not at all i do think her death is kind of funny especially with the squeaky noise that's oh the, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, i take it back that was the most creative death <laughs> entertaining in my opinion is knowing that all of this is fake you know <laughs> yeah it's not yeah, real it's at all but then yeah. i also have to say you know what this is 1988 or 1989 when the film was actually released yeah uh, right you know, we've already seen so much beforehand why are you being a you know what MBA, come on, let, let us see it again. Right. Exactly, you know, I to be the whole the whole shebang. You know, you know exactly, Miss Ingrid. Exactly, to try to find a work for it. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to. If, if this gonna be a good slasher movie, I need to see more blood. You know, yeah. that's what I want. Right. I want to see the whole, the whole thing. Whole, you know, not none of this little part stuff. Like in the 80s, they had to cut all the stuff out. Cut it up. Well, you know? <laughs> we sure are getting yeah. the whole shebang now, Miss Ingrid. <laughs> if, uh, 
if I had my my choice, it would be Tina and Ben that survived. Right. Developed, I don't know, some kind of weird relationship with the character of Ben. <laughs> And of course, Tina, you know, you can't let her die. She's, uh, she's, right. uh, but, uh, and I, I couldn't give a, you know, rat's banana about Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was like, you know, the girl who blamed herself for her father's death and the right. man who was just trying to find himself, let them survive. Right. 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 And see me, yeah. if I had my way, it would be Tina and Maddie. <laughs> yeah, the final girls. Yep. You know. The the final girls. But but Nick, you know, being that he was in love with her and stuff and helping her, you know. I'm like, okay, but like you said, Maddie and Tina would would have been better as the final girls getting out of there and giving Mandy a a chance to find out who she really was, you know, and I mean, seriously, something about it. How long did Nick know Tina? Like, two days? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and how long did Tina know Nick? <laughs> two days. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you love this, you you know, know, happily ever after crap. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's purpose. I mean, if you really stop and think about it, you know, right? right? Okay, it's okay. You know, I washed these for you, even though they were already washed. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 Come on. Come on. You know what? Nick can go to hate. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, but you got Tina, you know, who's been battling the, you know, the guilt of her father. And you got somebody like Ben who's been trying to uh, find the happy medium. Right. You know, uh, you know, being a teenager between his girlfriend and his best friend, and yes, those are very, you know, at that, you know, at those times, you know, a very uh-huh. to try to find. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So that that you know, my opinion, y'all take it how y'all want. Hey, I I, I get it. I get it. Well, we're going to move right along here, and I'm going to ask the big question that I always ask. Uh, how does Friday the 13th Part 7 uh, parallel the Bible? And uh, it, it's actually um, actually like what you have been saying, Mark, uh, about um, Tina fe- feeling guilty. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, um, you know, I don't think that it parallels the Bible in any way, but I do think that um because you know there there's a whole bunch of scriptures in the bible about feeling guilty about anything you know right. blaming oneself and stuff like that and 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 i think that's what tina was doing she she was actually blaming herself for her dad's 
uh, untimely death. And I mean, and I guess, you know, in some ways, maybe it was her fault, but she could have forgiven herself for that because, you know, it's not like she meant for him to die. It just happened. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and this is something I've been thinking about uh, even before that uh, we knew that, you know, we were going to do this topic. Uh, yes, I I will go with Tina and her dad. And the reason being is that in the end, her dad came up and saved her. Right. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that what Jesus did for us? Yeah, right? That's true. It's yeah. Like, you know, we made our mistakes or sacrifice. Yeah. You know, there was something with Israel. God chose them to be his people. But yet they right. kept the them, and they kept going over to these false gods, and they kept doing you know everything they could. But in the end, what did they get? Did they get help? No, you know what they nope. got? A savior. That's right. right. And that you know, and there's something very special about part seven with me that rings true with that. Yeah. Like, no, matter, no matter what you feel guilty for, no matter. What you think you've done? You've got to save me. Amen. Right. Amen. Yes. To save you. So and true. That's right. Amen to that. And so true. There's a lot of the reason why Part Seven is my favorite because out of all of the Friday the Thirteenth films. It actually rings more true with the Christian perspective. Right. It doesn't matter what we did. I mean, it does matter what we did. Okay. I mean, you do have to repent. Right. Right. You do have to come to him and sin no more. Right. Just when you thought, you know, all hope is lost, guess what? And I think that was a, uh, you know, like a little metaphor. Yeah, you're right. Just, you know, just we're about to get what we truly deserve. Mm. Uh Christ steps in. And you know what? Yeah. Hey, we're done. That's it. That's That's right. It's it's finished. It It is finished. Question that. Just, you know what? You learn, you move on, go in peace. That's right. Well, Miss Ingrid, what's your take on it? Amen, Mark. What's your take on it, Miss Ingrid? Well, when you put yourself in a position where you are using someone else, to be to be sacrificed, mm. and you're, you're using that person to be sacrificed, and not in other words, you're doing it for yourself instead of doing it for all. 
Mm. You know, you know that's kind of like the way I see it. It's not, it's not like with Tina and 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 uh, Nick. You know, the sacrifices that she made in order to how how would you say um, to rectify the death of her mom. You know, and how uh, the doctor himself, when he did with the mother and used her as his sacrifice and then turned around and he got what he deserved. So basically like what uh, Matt was saying, you know, you, you, you get what you deserve in the end. You know, you, if you do things that shouldn't be done, and you know they shouldn't be done. Right. That's it, right there. Right there. You, then, then really, you're, you're thinking of yourself instead of thinking about others. You know, uh, and, and he didn't really care about the fact that he was uh, using Tina to his own benefit you know right instead of thinking about actually helping her he thought about using her in other ways that were not honest you know so the honesty in it to me is the what how I felt about it you know it, it, it was he, he, you know, like I said, the sacrifice of being the person to save your own life is as opposed to looking at saving someone else's life. Sacrifice. There's two different types of sacrifice. Either you're sacrificing somebody else or you sacrifice for, for somebody else. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of like my spin on it. You know, it's like, you know, that that part of the movie really got to me, you know, when he did that. Oh, you yeah. Know, it, it, I think it got to a lot of people. I'm, I'm sure it got to a lot of my listeners out there. Oh, yeah. 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 So that, that part, that's how I got it from the script. Just like Jesus sacrificed his life for us. Right. You know, that sacrifice is way different than sacrificing somebody else for your own good. Exactly. You know? You're right. You're right. Now, I, I, I will say uh, one thing that I admire about you is that you go at this from a Christian point of view. Yes. You know, yeah. um, I, I I just want to say that I mean I really admire that about you. I mean I mean it takes guts. I mean I, I would say it takes more guts than any of us can say that you know. Uh, you're right about that. Just given the opportunity that you've been given. Um, yeah. You know, and I I am blessed to call you my friend. I'm blessed to call Ingrid my friend. Yes. I love you both. Uh, I love you guys too. I love you. 
love I love you guys too. Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea. is something that I don't take lightly. Amen. Right? You know, and it's something that I cherish and it's something that I will protect. Yes. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I will take the friendships that I have made, including you guys, Mark and right. Miss Ingrid. I, I, I will take it with me always. You know, no matter where I go from here, no, you know, if I, right. if my podcast goes through the roof, you know, if I, if I start making money hand over fist, you know, I, I will not, th this is something that I'm going to take with me, you know, the friendships that right. I've made, you know, I, 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 like I mean, you, Mark, I do not take it lightly. That I actually, you know, Rachel and me both, uh, actually put on a higher pedestal, you know, far above any of the celebrities, conventions, or anything else. It, it's something, there's something special here. Right. Something that, that we all want to hang on to, you know. Right. Yes. And uh, with you, Ingrid, being here, I mean... I could not have thought of a better, a better spot filling for Laura. <laughs> yes. I thought, I thought, you know, as long as we've been uh, friends on Facebook, I mean, I've thought the world of you always. Uh, no. Is, I, I think mean, the world of both of you guys. There, there is something very, very special with y'all. Yes, yeah. sir. You know, yes, and like I said, it's not something that I take lightly, and it's something that you know I've actually been looking for in the horror community my whole life, and I have never been able to find it until now. Yes, sir. Oh, you're so sweet, sir. Again. Yes, sir. And yeah. it's something, and like I said, I don't take lightly. Right. Right. And neither do I. Neither do I. Neither do I either. And that's why I said. God works in mysterious ways, and he you know, sure I, does. I, I feel like he's been <laughs> into our lives for a reason, and you know what? Come up, man. As far as the world tearing itself apart, you know what? We're, we'll go down with it. We'll go down together. Yes, yes he will. That, we go. We'll go down in a blaze of glory. I'm telling you, in a blaze of fire. <laughs> Y'all a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> Group hug. Hey, we'll get we'll do that at the Texas Fright Bear weekend this May. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Man. You be looking for me. Actually, both of y'all, if y'all are able to make it. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going. Oh yeah, we already got that. We got that weekend. Uh, weekend pass. And we're going to celebrate your birthday, Miss Latrice. Yes, the big four zero. <laughs> the big four zero. Yes. Oh, I love you both. You know, I love you guys. 
Well, you know, I have a couple of fun facts. When y'all came down, I was like, you know. Yeah. I love all of y'all. Aww. I love all of y'all. Yeah. We're going to make them cry. <laughs> Happy tears. Happy tears. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I have a couple of fun facts. Uh, we have to wrap it up here. I'm at 8% on my phone. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I have two fun facts here. The first fun okay. fact I have is the co-writer for Friday the 13th Bar 7, uh, Manuel Fidelos. Well, his true identity right. has not been uncovered yet. His identity is still yeah. a mystery. Uh, he was yeah. called in uh, because Daryl Han- Haney, the screenwriter for Friday the 13th, Part 7, he is credited as the co-writer, but right. he was actually fired. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was actually fired. I think I read that part. And, um, I think I wrote that part. And uh, uh, he was never... his. Identity was never known, N- never, even till this day. Wow. Even till this wow. day. Wow. You know what? You stumped me again. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys heard it here on the podcast. I stumped Mark twice. <laughs> I stumped Mark twice. <laughs> Wow, um, you stumped me too. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. And my that. and my second uh, fun fact, my second fun fact is um, a former Friday the Thirteenth star was nearly cast again uh, during the production. The now, uh, you know, the new blood was using the fake working title um, of Birthday Bash. I'm not sure if you guys knew that or not, but unaware that it was actually a new Friday the 13th movie, actress Carrie Noonan auditioned for the lead role of Tina. Now, if you guys don't know who Carrie Noonan is, she played Paula a part six. Yeah. Yeah. She she played Paula on part six. So... She of, of course, of course, she didn't get the role, you know, and that's not surprising because she had played Paula on the one before, you know. So, <laughs> and and the director was kind of mad about that because he had to put all that extra makeup on Tina to make her look like she was nineteen. And what? He was, what he had? Yeah, you stop me! You stop me! Miss English stuff mark two. There we go. <laughs> Rachel, if you're listening, I know you are cracking up laughing right now. Miss <laughs> Latrice, can I throw one in there for you too? Oh sure. Did you know that the director at the end of the movie was the one that picked up Jason's mask in the fireman suit? Oh, you know what? I did read that one. I didn't put it down in my notes, but I did read that. You read that one? Yeah. I did read that one. I was like, there's 
always something with directors that they play a little part or something in the movie. Oh yeah, so, you know, so and they love to do that. And they try to copy the Stephen King as far as that goes. You know, right? Oh yes, yeah. Stephen King is <laughs> notorious King for doing does. it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, uh, the cast and crew that has passed on. Well, I did some research on that, and Susan Jennifer Sullivan, um, the girl who played Melissa. Um, well, there's back and forth about if she passed away or way or not. You know, there there's some people that say that she passed away in August tenth, two thousand nine. But then there's I other people that say that, that she didn't pass. That has never been, you know, verified. No, right. Right. It has never been verified. So I, I haven't really, I don't really know. I mean, if she did pass away, that's sad. And if she didn't pass away, well, that's good, you know. <laughs> She's still in the land of the living. That's right. All these fake deaths they be making of these celebrities crack me up. It does. You know, it really does. You, know, I, you really have to do, do your research. Nothing going to help at all. Right. Let's <laughs> see where that goes. You right. know. I'm going to do it. I've been looking around for the last 10 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. That's just crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, that is the end of my podcast. Uh, uh, I don't have any more questions or fun facts, but I do have a birthday that I want to acknowledge. Uh, Maddie Level um, uh, on the um, the Horror Movie Warriors group page. Uh, She's a warrior. And yes, it was her it's her birthday there. today, so I want to give her a shout out. Happy birthday. Oh okay guys, we're getting off here. I'm I'm about to get shut down. So I will talk to you guys later. I love you, um my to my listeners. I will talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>